Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Father, today we come before you in adoration of your goodness to us all. By the power of your resurrection today, O oh Lord, I pray that you would move hearts and minds to come to know, but more than just knowing, to believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. And it's in his holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Humans are kind of strange. We're kind of walking contradictions in a lot of ways. When you think about, you know, you have the same hands which can cradle a newborn infant so lovingly and gently, or the same hands which can strike, can kill, can do all kinds of horrible, wretched things. The same mouth which can sing praises to God on Sunday morning can scream curses on Saturday night. It's kind of an amazing thing when you think about humans. There's so many things about our nature which are kind of that way, but one of the things I want to talk about or highlight today that's sort of contradictory about us is our, our strong desire to be seen as an individual. We like to stand out. We like to be known as unique. And yet we also have this strong desire and strong motivation and drive within us to also identify with a group, to have social interaction, to be thought of as one of the group. And so how do we at the same time want to be a part of a group and an individual at the same time? It's part of the human condition. I, I think, and hopefully you think as a Christian, it's part of what makes God's creation of humanity so amazing, that we can walk around as contradictions every single day and have no problem with that whatsoever. And so we have this idea in our minds that we are individuals and yet we are also a part of an us, a group, a team, if you will. I, I remember in high school and in college to some degree, but mostly in high school, this amazing thing that happened on Monday mornings, especially during the fall. Uh, there was always conversations going on in the halls about how the football team did on Friday night the previous week. Um, and it was always amazing when you hear the language. Uh, it's amazing, first of all, that human language has developed to encompass this contradictory nature about ourselves, right? We have a, a word, which means me as an individual, and then we have a word, which means me in the context of others who are in unity with me. That's the word we. The fact that the English language even has that is pretty amazing when you think about it. I don't think creatures think that way. That us mentality is something that I think is actually unique to humans. But on Monday mornings at my high school, I saw this, this powerfully at play. This, this language kind of gap powerfully at play, depending on whether the football team, which I was a part of, whether we won or we lost. Because on Monday morning, if the language was all about we, it was we won. How did we do last week? Well, we won. We beat such and such 32 to 17. We really played well, didn't we? And frankly, none of the people who were talking geared up in shoulder pads and helmets, but nonetheless, they were there wearing their war paint or whatever and singing the cheers, and so we won. The language is a little different on Monday morning if they lost, right? Oh, well, how did the football team do on Friday night? Well, they lost, right? 
We don't so quickly identify ourselves with the losing team, do we? We won, they lost. And I want to put this image in your mind for just a second that there is a thing which unites us. Is it any less true that the football team won or lost that makes them a they or a we? No, it's just a a way that our brains work and the language that we have. We like to identify with the victors. And we like to disassociate ourselves from the losers. But what is it that makes us we? What is it that allows us to say, we too shall rise? What is that which unites us, which makes us a we together? Because we're all individuals. Every single one of you goes to your own workplace, drives your own car, has your own home. You might be part of a smaller we called a family. But when we are together here at King of Kings... And indeed, when we are gathered in God's name together as Christian people the world over. And indeed, when Christian people the world over through all time are gathered together, we are called a we. We just confessed the Christian faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. And we do so together, united. Standing together, saying, we believe. And so, let me ask this question. What is at the core of our us? What makes me anything like you? I guarantee I have interests the majority of you do not have. You have interests that I do not have. You have political beliefs I do not have. I have political beliefs you do not have. You celebrate sports teams and holidays and like different restaurants and have different movies and taste in music than me. I can guarantee you everyone in here is truly a unique individual. And God made you that way. Different skills, blessings, abilities, interests. And yet, more importantly than your you, singular, is the us. When we are gathered in this place, we are we. We are us. And why? Why is that? It's exactly what we are celebrating here today. It's why we are gathered again and we say, He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Because today again is Easter again. As every single Sunday is, every single day is for Christian people. We are saved. We have won. When people ask us, how did the game go? We don't have to say, oh, they lost. We say, no, we won. But did we have anything to do with that victory whatsoever? No. Jesus Christ has won the victory, but it is ours to celebrate. It is ours to rejoice in. It is ours, and that's what the Apostle Paul says in our readings today from Romans. He begins by talking about seemingly the defeat, seemingly the the disgrace, the humiliation of Jesus when he talks about his death. 
But then he says, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? And so when we say, when we talk about loss and defeat through death, we take the, the alternate viewpoint. We are like the high school students on Monday mornings, not saying they lost, but saying we lost. We were subject to death. We join Jesus in his humiliation on the cross. We join Jesus in the, the ceasing of his life function as he breathed his last. We were there with him. And in fact, when we join in the waters of baptism, we talk about it being a drowning of our human nature. And we are made low, we are defeated, we are squashed, we are snuffed out. And yet, Paul says, even though we were baptized in his death, we were therefore buried with him, placed into the tomb with him through baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of God the Father, we too might live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, and here Paul is showing that what actually makes us a we is the cross. What makes us a we is the grave. What makes us a we is the humiliating defeat of our Savior Jesus Christ. But it doesn't stop there, and we know that, and that's why we rejoice in the ultimate victory, because death was not the final loss. Instead, it was the initiation of the ultimate victory. And so we see that he says that even though we were united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. So even more so than the unity which we have together in humiliating defeat, we have a more amazing and more profound unity, a stronger we, which is throughout all space and all time, a we that makes us us in Christ's resurrection. And that's the joy of Easter. That's the profound truth of Easter, that it unites people. Because we don't find our identity in the things that make us individuals. We don't find our identity in the little eccentricities that make us us. We find our identity in the power that made him, him, with a capital H. We find our identity in what he has done for us. The death, certainly, that he died for us, but the, the victory he took in death when he took it back when he raised himself from the dead, and when he will raise us again on the last day. There's a famous theologian by the name of Yaroslav Pelikan. It's kind of a funny name. Yaroslav Pelikan had a lot of great theological insight and quotes, but one of my favorite quotes by him is a simple one, but one that when you think about it a little longer is pretty powerful. If Jesus has been risen from the dead, nothing else matters. That's how important it is. If Jesus is risen from the dead, nothing else matters. But if Jesus is not risen from the dead, nothing else matters. He's saying here, if Jesus hasn't been raised, we have no purpose. We have no hope. We have no future. We have no identity except that selfish, sinful I I 
identity of, of individuality. But when we have Christ at the core of us, at the core of who we are, at the core of who we are together, then we do have great purpose. Such a great purpose that no other thing in life matters to the same degree as that truth. No other individual picadillo matters to the same degree as our identity and our unity and what Christ has done when he threw off the chains of death for himself first as the first fruits, and then for us. Nothing else matters. That's not to say that you live your life and don't think anything else other than the resurrection, but if you are going to have one thought on your mind, the power of his resurrection for you is the one thing that you should most rejoice in, most dedicate your life to, and most find your identity in. Jesus Christ is risen, and we too shall rise. Give God the glory. Alleluia. Amen. Let us pray. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your goodness to us all, and we pray simply, Lord, that this day you would enliven us, equip us, and give us the hope and the power of the resurrection. We thank you, Lord, for the identity which makes us us, the identity which makes us united in you. And so we pray this all in Jesus' holy and precious name. And all God's people said, Amen.